Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, Ray Mysterio is your first entrant into the 2023 Hall of Fame. Edge and Finn are going hell in a cell. We're on the road to WrestleMania. The trios match on Dynamite was Dynamite, and all four AEW pillars are in the ring for the first time together. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. That nine to five, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks. Welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagie, aka Kamala, the Ugandan giant, Harris. And sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? You ain't shit. <laughs> Man, <laughs> y'all motherfuckers got too much time on your hands. What do you motherfuckers do? I'm, I'm going to let you guys figure that out. On that glove, we know it. I'll ask your congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside Podcast, Volume 299, baby. Woo! Chapter 3, verse 14 of the Good Smart Sand. Hashtag boo the heels. It's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. Whichever knob you want to keep fucking with it, I'll just keep talking. I'm just, just, I, I'm just trying just, to, I'm you, trying to fuck with my, my yeah, hearing knobs. Okay, okay. okay, so that's that, all I'm trying to do. Okay, I apologize. I as I go in and out as Bill fucks with shit. As I was saying, two ninety nine. Uh, <laughs> nice little momentous note upon history because next week's three hundred shall be historic for many reasons, most of which we will keep in our pockets. And if that exchange was any indication, nothing has changed. <laughs> Jason still fucks with me. I'm still trying to do my best, and Jason just fucks with me. <laughs> it's my job, baby. It's my job. Did you do your thing? Did you do your two ninety nine? Did you do listen, yeah. share, subscribe, repeat? Yes, man. You you were fucking with it. You were fucking with the knobs, See, as I was saying. This is why this is why we need an engineer, mm. which we may have. In the very near future. And out there in Portland, Oregon, we have Two Beer. Zach Pullman, what's going on, Two Beer? BFR West is in the house. I just imagine Bill fucking with those knobs, like, just panically, like, desperately trying to please a woman. Just, like, twisting and... and <laughs> the clitoris is a myth. <laughs> he, like, he, like, spits on his hand before he smashes the keypad. That's probably why he keeps sticking. <laughs> but, uh... Nice. No, it's, uh really good out here as the sun is out in portland which is a new development um you know we're starting to see a little bit of spring and it's gonna be 60 degrees today uh it's fucking awesome uh so um today's a good day we are coming at you from south city st louis missouri it's the first time we've done it here in a couple months it feels nice to be here i feel free i don't have to look around when i smoke cigarettes i don't have to make sure that the wife isn't looking through the screen glass door my baby isn't home oh my god this is what it's like to be single god damn it it was so fucking nice i will say to you that i've been in the suburbs for too goddamn long because i was driving down gravelin i was like oh my god look at all these people drive they're driving 
driving crazy around here. <laughs> no, what is going on around here? <laughs> you just forgot. <laughs> Our gravelway is lane the switching. It's like there's three lanes here, and then there's two lanes here. It's like I've drove. I've driven that stretch of gravelway literally thousands of times. <laughs> from downtown to South City. Literally thousands of times. I worked at Jack Patrick's for 16 years. Oh, I knew it like the back of my hand. And now I'm just a <laughs> jaded old... I walk my fucking dog in the suburbs with my shirt tucked in and dress shoes on after I get home from work. I am such a fucking loser. <laughs> Ariel would love to hear that. <laughs> she doesn't listen. I know. <laughs> That's what the great part is. My he just vented. He was just like... Okay, so let's she get would to that three count. The only thing she would agree with there is uh, the clitoris uh, that Bill can't find it. Uh, <laughs> so, without further ado, no, Zach's got places to go. We're yes. doing this early. We're at Jason's house. It's yes. lovely to be here. Thank you for inviting me back into your home. Without further ado, Mikasa Sukasa. Let's get to that three count. JCB, why don't you guys off? Um, with I won't belabor it. Uh, they gave me dealer's choice, so I'll just stick to what I normally do. We're going to talk about the build to WrestleMania, both Raw and SmackDown. A couple of um, just, I won't say curious notes, but just things to talk about. Um, we'll start with SmackDown first. Just matches. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus pinned LA night. I can't remember who Seamus pinned, but they pinned them at the same time. So now obviously tomorrow night on SmackDown, they'll have a match winner gets Gunther. I'm not sure if they're going to still stick to this triple threat. If they do this, they're going to have to pull out another fucking rabbit out of the hat for, to get to this triple threat. I would almost rather just one or the other, whoever wins this match, just win it, just have a single winner versus doing some more shenanigans to get a triple threat. If you were going to do it, this was the week to do it. If not, so be it. Um, Viking Raiders beat Braun Strowman and uh, Ricochet. The start stop with Viking Raiders is just is so much that I'm just getting over it. I am over it, to be perfectly honest. I'm waiting for Braun to turn on Ricochet, to be perfectly honest. Charlotte beats uh, Shotzi Blackheart. No big deal there. Um, more so of a build for her and Rhea Ripley, who ended up coming in the ring, they had some words. Outside of that, SmackDown was pretty much a promo-heavy uh, laden SmackDown with bloodline inter intermingled in between from start to finish. At the end, obviously, we had the Usos come out. And to me, I know that Lucha Chris, you know, the fifth Beatle, whatever you want to call him, he was saying on our text thread that he really thinks that Paul Heyman is going to be the reason why the blood load ultimately implodes, which, you know, we're at that point where we're seeing the signs of the implosion incoming. I'm going to have to disagree. Jay Uso's promo on Friday night wasn't, this wasn't talking about he came back for Roman. He came back for his brother. And that was the one thing that really stuck out to me more than anything else that he said, which is another great promo. I'm, I'm really curious to see how Jay Uso is booked once the bloodline breaks up. But he never really said anything about Roman. He always talked about his brother. The one person that he always said had his back would be his brother, Jimmy. I know that Paul is, you know, kind of, you know, 
working his angles and his corners or whatever the case may be. We don't know what Paul Heyman is really going to do ultimately. But I think if one person is the catalyst to break this whole thing up, it was the same guy that was forced into it at the very beginning. That's Jey Uso. Uh, so a, a lot to unpack there. So the first thing I'll ask Zach is Drew, Sheamus, Gunther. Gunther doesn't want the triple threat. He said he refused it. So we are getting Sheamus versus McIntyre. One, do you think that we're still getting a triple threat? Or if not, the second question is, who would you rather see Gunther face, Drew or Sheamus? Uh, tough. I think we are still getting a triple threat because uh, it's convoluted and it just seems very, very WWE to just convolute this thing. I do like that he, Gunther said that he didn't want a triple threat. That's a very smart heel thing. He's just like, I'm not facing two dudes. I'll lose my championship. That's bullshit. So I like that. Yes. That said, um, it never happens. Going, well, it's, it's heel yeah, one exactly. one. It's such it's such a fresh thing to happen though on modern WWE television. But yes, it never happens. And uh, you know, we already got uh, a banger, uh, as Seamus would say, uh, from him and Gunther. Uh, they've been keeping Drew and Gunther away from each other for a while, and I think that match could be equally as good. Uh, so I, if there's a singles match, I'm really pushing for Drew and Gunther. Maybe even have Drew win it and have Gunther fight for the one of the main belts. Well, there is only one, but... I still think that we're getting a three-way also. I think that I agree with Jason, though, in the respect that... They're probably getting a little too cute. If they're going to make it a three count, if they're going to make it a three way, at least uh, it's going to be way too cute uh, because how we're getting there, how we're getting there, because that listen, having the five way and having them both pin guys at the same time, that's fine. But if we have another match where there is some sort of double count out or they're both both of their shoulders are on the mat when they're trying to give each other submission holds or something like that then that's a little bit too much that might be overbooking it either way i don't really think that there's a bad option here uh of course i'm mr triple threat and that started off as a joke but it uh, but it's kind of <laughs> not a joke like I, I do love a well put together triple threat match but I think that I'll take a rematch of my WWE match of the year, maybe my match of the year last year, which was Gunther and Sheamus. I'll take a rematch of that anytime you want to give it to me, especially at the showcase of the Immortals. Also, McIntyre versus Gunther is a fresh match, and that mm-hmm. also sounds like mm-hmm. two big meaty men slapping meat. Mm-hmm. So, and also, those two guys are technical wizards. So... I don't think there's a bad option here. I do think that it's going to be a triple threat. If it's not a triple threat, I'll say that it's going to be Drew McIntyre. I'd be cool either way. I agree with that totally. I was going to really say triple threat feels like the way they're going to go, but ultimately. Well, let me ask you this, Jason, because um, you brought up Jay not really bringing up Roman, and Jay did bring up Jimmy, and that was also the most notable thing to me was that he didn't say that he came back for Roman. He didn't say that he came back for the bloodline. And I haven't dissected the promo or anything. Maybe he did say bloodline. But he definitely made it clear he that he was coming back for Jimmy. Which does leave a door open. So, 
I'll ask you this. It looks like we're getting a tag team match probably night one of WrestleMania because they haven't. The only two matches that they've announced what night they're on is Logan Paul and Seth Rollins is on night one and Roman and Cody is on night two. That's okay. the that's the only thing that they've said, I think. Um, I was no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't checked Twitter today or anything, but I'm pretty sure you're right on that. Do you see it looks like we're getting that tag team match between Sammy and KO and the Usos. Do you Slowly. think <laughs> that there are going to be shenanigans during the Cody Roman Reigns match? Basically, if you were a betting man, do you would you bet on somebody else factoring into the finish? At the main event at WrestleMania. Now, WrestleMania main events are pretty straight down the line. They usually don't do a lot of fuckery in those things. Uh, the Seth Rollins cash-in being a huge exception, but that was within the rules. True. That was not heel tactics or anything like this. Do you see somebody else factoring into the finish? The one match that really sticks out to my mind because I'm a huge Rock fan is, uh, I think it was 17, right? But he was the champion. It was in Houston. McMahon and uh, Austin team up basically to dethrone the Rock, and Rock goes off to Hollywood. The rest is history. Outside of that, I really can't think of a main event in WrestleMania. Yokozuna, Bret Hart. That's really going back. Um, Hulk Hogan gets involved. Was Zach born when that happened? <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that one. Motherfucker. <laughs> Thank you, That's sir. That's how old I am. Um, I had I, armpit hair. <laughs> I guess you're getting my point. As much as... As much as we've seen the bloodline intervene in Roman Reigns matches, I think this might be the one time where obviously Heyman will be at ringside. I really my my gut says yes, but history says no. If you're going to make me say one or the other, I'm going to say yes because that's what the storyline entails. That's what they've done. Cody overcoming the odds, the bloodline, and Roman Reigns makes him a bigger underdog story, so I'm going to stick with yes. Zach, same question. Yeah, that has me intrigued now. Now I want to like go back. I wish uh, we had some like, Chris Samsa for WWE WrestleMania main events that we uh, can spout off and uh, do. At, now I'm intrigued. At uh, the Chris Samsa on Twitter, <laughs> according to Kevin Kelly. Uh, right. Uh, you know, I I could see them still protecting Roman. Even um, I could see it. Um, you know, with that huge like rain, I could see him not going over clean. Honestly, um, I could see some some like the bloodline shift. Uh, if I was a betting man, I'd I'd put my bet on fuckery. So you're saying fuckery in the direction of Cody Rhodes winning the belt, not fuckery in the direction of Roman Reigns winning the belt. Yeah. I just don't want an overbooked WrestleMania main event. And they're usually pretty good about it. They're usually pretty good about it. I'm I'm not going to disagree with that, but history has shown that a Roman Reigns main event has layers to it, whether you like it or not. Whether you agree with them, there's or gonna not. be a rough bump. There's gonna be a rough oh yeah, 100%. without question. And oh, then yeah. that's when I say fuckery. Okay, that's okay. when. Well, if there is a ref bump, that is where fuckery, fuckery occurs. Okay, 
Okay, so that's why I'm saying if we just These refs really gotta learn their position. I mean, get I, mean the fuck I, out I know of the way, I know they're old and I know they're younger and athletic, you know. Get on top of the second turn buckle, just you could ref from there. Brett shoes is the worst, but that's another story for another time. Um I just like I said, for me, Jeff if, Jarrett if almost hit Aubrey Edwards last like, night. Okay, he was like, 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 you, you this close, <laughs> motherfucker. You this close. You about to lose your bra. Um, if I had to guess, yeah, because it's just what Roman Reigns does. And that's okay. I would rather him, I would rather it just stick to the script, but just don't overbook it. Have the Usos come out or have Solo come out and have Cody take them out. Don't have the whole bloodline come out because then you got to have other people come out. Well, that's interesting that you mentioned Solo, who's kind of the forgotten man here, because Solo, I mean, he's going to be in Roman's corner, right? Why wouldn't they all be in Roman's corner? I would assume I know they don't really do that, but, like, wouldn't Solo be in Roman's corner? Solo would be one of the first to come out, in my guess, if the Usos and KO... Sammy or night one I would assume question mark that would eliminate them for night two they really they really have an opportunity here to do like two nights worth of storytelling to have something happen in night one and then night two can be a a total crapshoot I I saw some people uh, questioning whether or not when you laid out all the matches that are already put on the card by saying, is this really a two-night event? And I'm looking at this card, and I'm being like, fuck, yeah, this is a two-night event. This is a this is a massive WrestleMania, in my estimation. I look at it, and we'll get into some stuff that happened on Raw later. But, Zach, do you, don't you think that this is... Well, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Zach, do you think that this feels like a two-night event? I'll agree. It's going to be a two-night event, even if doesn't feel like one. That's just the reality of it because they can make so much goddamn money. But they are doing a good job of, I want to watch both nights, uh, especially, you know, Logan Paul, Seth Rollins. I'm hyped for that match. Um, I'm hyped for Cody versus Roman. There's, what, there's a Hell in a Cell match with Edge and Finn Balor. There's There's a lot of shit. If it was all one match, if it was all one show, it'd be nine hours and it'd be fucking exhausting. No, that's what I'm asking, though. Like, do you think that the the matches that are already on the card, do you think that they justify two nights? Uh, yeah, I think so. I tell you what, I'm psyched for it. I I think this WrestleMania, this WrestleMania has all sorts of shit I want to watch. I mean... I mean, the boogeyman is making his return. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Uh, they, are, uh, they are really good at finding uh, fucking musical artists that, I, that are apparently huge deals that I don't know a fucking thing about. Who's you know, performing at WrestleMania? I don't know. Like, there's somebody. There's some like country music artist. Uh, I think he was black. Um, is it Darius Rucker? <laughs> is it Charlie Pride? Oh, I know him. I've actually seen Darius Rucker in, in concert. Shocker. Uh, when he was Hootie Rucker. with thought, your I parents. It was Hootie. Yes, it was Hootie with my parents. That's funny. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay, Jason. Uh, so we might talk about Ray a little bit later on. But um, why don't you tell us about Raw? Well, no, obviously, Ray is going to come up in the Raw rundown here in a little bit. Uh, It opens up with Finn and uh, Edge. They finally make their WrestleMania match for um, 
a Hell in a Cell WrestleMania match, which is very intriguing just in the sense that this feels like the finale. I love the fact that Edge just came out and was like, look, I'm running out of time. It, you know, we, we need to get this thing <laughs> moving along. I wasted a year on this. Running down the Thunderdome I thought was really fucking funny as well. Um, as Edge is getting jumped by um, Judgment Day, Gargano and Dexter Loomis comes out. Kind of a little bit of a surprise because I just assumed that Johnny Gargano was was gone to NXT and would stay gone. Not saying I want Johnny Gargano gone. I just thought that that was going to be the move. But they did come out, make the save. But unfortunately for Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis fans, they did take the L here. Dexter Loomis gets pinned by, uh, oh, shit, what's his name? Damian Priest. Damian Priest, thank you very much. Your favorite wrestler. Actually, uh, Joey and I were watching this together, and he was saying uh, how much you <laughs> Damian Priest. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't hate Damian Priest. Uh, okay, fair. Fair. That, not the words that he used. No, it's not the words. No. Uh, let's not the let's, let's keep that off, Mike. Can we please? That's just... I didn't say what you said. I just said that you know. Zach knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, I'll tell you what. You can DM me and I'll tell you what I said about Damian Priest. There you go. Perfect. Uh, at BFR Bill, if you really want to know. Damage control uh, beats down Trish. Uh, kind of. If there, if, as much as Bill was saying that there was a lot of good things about WrestleMania, there's some bad things about WrestleMania, at least for this side of the fence. This is one of those things. I said it last week. Thought we could have done this angle without switching the childs. Neither here nor there. We're getting the, uh, ultimately, we're getting the six-woman tag here in a little bit. Brock versus Omos is something that I wanted to stop on for 30 seconds. I know we talked about this a little let's, bit. Let's, let's talk about this and let's circle back to Edge Judgment Day. Okay. I know we talked about Brock versus Omos, and I know Bill broke the story before it actually came out where Brock uh, refused the Bray Wyatt match, and now they pivoted him to Omos. So I was saying that. I'm a journalist. You are. And I'm, I'm giving you all the credit in the world. Um, in that scenario. <laughs> You can look at look at this segment right here, and you can get one of the two things you want to see from Brock and Omos. You want to see the size difference. Brock is a huge fucking dude. He's huge by legitimate human standards. He's not tall, but he's wide, and he can look like he can fuck up pretty much anybody in any given room at any given point. Can I tell you that uh, as somebody who's walked backstage at WWE a couple times, I have walked by Brock Lesnar probably within 30 feet of the man one time, walked right by him, and I can confirm he is huge. So as your man on the street, the journalist. Of I mean, like, yeah, I'm a street journalist. I'm a. <laughs> I'm out in the field. I can tell you that Brock Lesnar is huge. Go ahead. <laughs> and Randy Orton is a tall motherfucker. Um, we wanted to see the the size difference because you you just don't see you know, Omos. It's like eight feet tall. You don't see shit like that. It was unbelievable. Okay check i almost kind of wish they would have just saved it for wrestlemania nah, but you're gonna get it again nah. okay that's fine i get it nah the only reason i said this is because of what happens next when they shake hands and brock you know brock is you know he's stronger than everybody else nine times out of ten so if he wants to pull you in he can't brock tries to pull omas in 
Omos doesn't even move. So that's when you see the look on Brock's face, and God bless him for it. He sells the fact that, you know, okay, I just can't move this motherfucker like I can move everybody else. So they struggle, whatever, and the clothesline happened. I'm like, okay, let's see how this works out. Not so much. And that's where I think ultimately the problem is going to lie. Oh. I, no. You, you, can, you can do You don't all, think Brock sandbagged him a little bit? You don't think he sandbagged him a little bit? I would like to think not. If this, if this is the match you really want, or this is the match you're stuck with, whichever words you want to go with, I mean, damn, it's one clothesline. You already sold the fact that he's stronger than you. Stevie Wonder can see that he's taller than you. Sell the fucking clothesline. What's it going to hurt? You're going to end up at five in this motherfucker in like 19 days anyway. Two beers, Zach. What did you think about this segment? I just thought almost fucked it up. Thank you. I like the clothesline and also the, the segment was not good. Mostly because I just didn't give a shit about <laughs> the match either. Um, I don't know. You guys know, talk about like comparing sizes and stuff. Uh, got me thinking about that Adam Sandler bit about uh, trying to sneak a peek at Shaq at a urinal. It's fucking funny. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I couldn't. I don't even want to talk about this. Uh, I, I don't care. It's gonna be a train. It's a shower bath. Uh, like almost he's gonna get the shower match of the year. Oh. It should be the, it should be named the the, uh, the the almost shower match of the year <laughs> award. Nah. nah, you've been I, waiting to do that for like what two three weeks. I'm a little I'm a little. Uh, I, you know what? I guess I'm not surprised. I expected this to be the case. I when I was watching Raw and Omos stood next to Brock Lesnar and Brock Lesnar tried to pull him in and and then when he closed like it looked like I, I think it looked like Brock Lesnar wasn't trying very hard to go over the top rope I mean he is a supreme athlete you don't think that he could have sold for him a little bit better he sells for younger guys he has sold for Finn Balor AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio better than he sold for Omos except for when he was backing up the ramp and Brock Lesnar God bless him looked a little bit scared now listen there is stuff that happens behind the scenes all the time where maybe Brock Lesnar's just trying to test the guy, see what he's made of, just to see what happens at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar is in the fuck it, I do what I want stage of his career. This segment, and I guess I'm on an island here, this segment sold me on this match. Can't wait to see it now. I am hype for this match. I can't wait to see it because... Omos is so much bigger than Brock Lesnar. You know he's F5 in that motherfucker. It's gonna, he's going to look like an Apache helicopter fucking swinging <laughs> that motherfucker around. He's going to look like a fucking Osprey. Not the wrestler, but the right. double uh, propeller helicopter That's or whatever. Comedy. I am. I, I, I was sold on it. When I saw them standing next to each other, I was like, God damn, that motherfucker is big. It's one thing to see him stand next to MVP. Right. It's another thing to see him stand next to Brock Lesnar, and he is so fucking big. I I I, I root for Omos. I, I root for Omos. You better. I'm 
I'm I'm excited for this match. Now. I I really am. <laughs> you Mark. God I, damn, I, maybe got you. Fine, I'll be a Mark if I have to be a Mark. Markety Mark, 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 Mark. <laughs> Cody versus L.A. Knight is next up. I was wondering about L.A. Knight. He finally comes back. He has a good match with Cody. Obviously, Cody goes over. Cody has uh, uh, has another really good Hold promo on. after the fact. I'm sorry, you wanted to talk about Finn. And, uh, I did want to circle edge. back I'm to sorry. the Hell in the Cell. I'm this, sorry. Go this ahead. Is a, this is another thing where I was like, oh. Now it's a hell in a cell. Like, this feels like a feud that deserves a hell in a cell, which is something sure. we always bitch about with hell in a cell matches. Like, sure. oh, they just have the... They just... They, they do a whole pay-per-view on they it. Yeah, they do a whole pay-per-view, and they try to shoehorn these feuds into hell in a cell matches that don't really deserve it. This guy is... I think fa- that's over with. The hell in a cell pay-per-view? I think so, yeah. I think it's one yeah. of the, the few they're, they're well, going to replace with well, something else. good, because Judgment Day concerto to your wife. So... Edge calling out Finn for a hell in the cell and Finn saying I've been to hell and it couldn't handle my demons. That is that's really something I'm looking forward to. That is, now I'm okay, looking forward okay, to this match. Okay, okay, all right, all right. I'm a, I'm gonna ask this because you and I'm, to, I'm not the biggest fan of Edge's babyface promos. I thought that this babyface promo hit all the right notes and I was a big fan of it. Not the question I was gonna ask, but okay. Fair enough. Check mark on that box. You have been on record on multiple occasions. Yes. Not a fan of the demon. No, I called call him, bo- call him the boogeyman <laughs> less than 20 minutes ago. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're going, you know that that was a tease. That he could possibly go well, into no, the he's demon. coming out as the demon. I was. Oh, I'm, it's going to be Demon Finn versus Brood Edge. Oh, you think they're going there? Uh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bill, are we are we going there? Bring out his darker side. You which know, darker side is campy as shit, which is hilarious. But that's what's happening. I have a good friend that I always talk about. A very good friend. I've known him for a long time. Played a lot of softball with him. Did like almost three hundred podcasts with him. And what he says all the time, he <laughs> says, he says, make it make sense. <laughs> now I'm over here looking at Mike. Who are you talking about? Oh, we're no, talking. Oh, we're, ta- <laughs> we're talking about a year long thing. Now Edge was gone for a lot of it, but they stole. I mean, Finn basically stole Judgment Day out from under him. And you know what Edge did on this promo, which I love so much, is that he put the Judgment Day over. He said, you made Judgment Day better than I could have done it. And then he came back and he goes, because they're the most weaselly motherfuckers. They're they're evil. You know, blah, blah, blah. All, the shit, all the shit that Edge said. A great babyface promo because he put the heels over. The Hell in a Cell makes sense because you can chair toad my wife. True. And because you stole the faction out from under me, and now we're having Hell in a Cell, and Hell in a Cell happens to play into Finn's demon character. So now this all makes sense to me. Like when they when he said Hell in a Cell, I was like, oh fuck yeah, that is good. That that's good. Like this deserves a Hell in a Cell match. Agreed. And so I, I I'm completely psyched for it. Wow. <laughs> I would have never thought it. Once he said the demon part, I was like, oh, shit. We're going to be talking about nah, this. The demon still looks like the boogeyman. <laughs> I mean, that's not like I'm never I'm never stepping away from that. That's, no, a, that's, that's fine. A, that's that's a, a bit I've been doing for at least 100 episodes. The fact that you're even excited about this on board. I'm, I'm loving the fact v- that you're on board with v- this shit. Very much so. Zach, what do you think? I'm I'm. I'm for it, and for the same reasons. Uh, this feud has been going on forever, and part of that is Edge's, you know, disappearances, his injuries, his 
uh, real or imagined, uh, or storyline, I should say, not imagined. But uh, yeah, it was just deserving of a Hell in a Cell match. It's not just a shoehorn stipulation. And it's going to add some variety to the show. It's going to be good. Yeah, and you can share it to my wife. I'm basically giving you a stern look, and I'm like, don't do that again. <laughs> but Edge is a professional wrestler, so he's going to fight the demon <laughs> within Hell in a Cell. <laughs> So, I, you know what? You know what? I'm going to go tell my mom. Hands on hips, right? Finn Balor, who's your boss? Can I? Can I speak to your boss? I need your supervisor here immediately. This is unacceptable. All right. So that that's why I wanted to circle back to it because those were two segments that I thought were uh, very good. I I think WrestleMania is really shaping up. I I think in the history of our podcast, this is the most. I've looked forward to a WrestleMania and last year was fucking great. So I expect big things. Damn. That was, I was, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. I'll just wait for that. Um, Cody versus LA Knight. Obviously, like I said, I've been waiting for LA Knight to come back. He's come back. Had a couple of good matches. Another good match with Cody, obviously. Cody goes over. Strong uh, promo after the fact. I don't give a fuck about Cody Rhodes practicing his segments. I'd rather you practice this shit and then sound right versus coming out and just trying to just roll the dice and see how that shit works. Neither here nor there. That's just my personal opinion on it. Baron Corbin uh, and Maximum Mel Miles. I know that's Bill's group. Um, I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. You, as soon as I saw them go on screen, I had to go to the bathroom. I ended up finding out they have a match later. Um, I think it's wait. Did you did you have to go to the bathroom because they came on the screen? <laughs> or is that just the it was the excuse to go to the bathroom. Okay. Okay. I mean, either or can be applicable at this point. I mean, you know, it. I get it. WWE is a, a smorgasbord of, you know, of wrestling, whether it's comedy or, you know, high stakes, whether you're talking about Roman and uh, Cody Rhodes or, and, you know, everything in the middle. I'm just, I, I can't get into Maximum Male Miles. They, they just do zero. And when I mean zero, I mean, a, you know, the Nino kind of like when he goes over the eye or whatever, now close that joker up and make it a zero. Zero interest in anything that has anything to do with Baron Corbin or Maximum Mel Miles. That's just me. Elias versus Bronson Reed, as you would expect. Squash for uh, Bronson Reed. He beats Elias. Um, damage control, blah, blah, blah. I'm not even worried about that. Just more bullshit. Austin Theory and Street Profits in the back. This is another segment I wanted to stop and talk about for 30 seconds, and I'm glad you came back. So Street Profits and Austin Theory are backstage, and they do a close-up with Montez Ford and Austin Theory. Montez Ford on the left, Austin Theory on the right. And I'm at Joey's, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, this could be the fucking future of WWE if things play themselves out right because obviously yeah. you know everything's moving they parts also look like negative images of each other a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but i was like man you know if, if montez ford and i'm and the street profits don't have to break up for montez ford to have a singles run but in, in wwe they probably in did. wrestling 101 a tag team like the Street Profits, it usually takes a catalyst to break them up. How you do, what that catalyst is, how you do it, I don't know. 
for me, I don't think they need to break up just for that simple fact of this backstage promo where they were both kind of like, you know, you know, rooting each other on. Neither one were kind of like this divisive where it was like, you know, I'm the better guy. I'm the better guy. Kind of like the way it was in AEW, and we'll talk about that in a second. I really, really think somewhere down the line, I'll put it at three years. We were going to see Montez Ford and Austin Theory in some sort of major rivalry for a heavyweight championship. In three years, they will break this shit up. We will have two championships, a Raw and a SmackDown championship. Somewhere between now and three years in 2026, these two jokers are going to be wrestling for a major heavyweight title in WWE. Zach, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think they break the titles up the Monday after WrestleMania because that gimmick is over. It was for Roman. It ain't for nobody else. Cody gets it for one night, and then he's going to come out and say, you know, the American dream uh, is about opportunity, and he's going to do this whole thing, and uh, he's going to break the belts up. That's just uh, that's what I think. That's not necessarily what you're asking. But, uh, yeah, Montez, Austin Theory, I mean, very similar you know, even Angela Dawkins, I think, might be a little bit older, uh, actually, but is incredibly talented. Uh, I think, uh, you know, little sh- little shades of uh, what we saw on Dynamite, right? The four pillars. Um, you know, like you said, looking at the future, it's pretty cool. I don't see Angela Dawkins as the... I know everybody loves to throw Marty Jannetty under the bus when they talk about tag teams, but I do kind of see Angela... I do... <laughs> I do kind of see Angela Dawkins as the Christian of the edge and Christian, okay. which is like he can have a totally viable, completely successful wrestling career and not be and be and be a better worker, but also not be as famous. To me, this is the word I was going to go with when you call it Mari Gennetti, but that's to be to be honest, I'd I'd have to see both of them fight more singles matches to tell you who the better worker is, and that's I I know that like I just pushed my glasses up on my nose and said, well, actually, to you, but I I I get your point. Like I think that they're both great workers, and I love them as a tag team, but if you're not going to push them, unfortunately, they're like. Uh, they're like Charles Barkley or Carl Malone to the Usos Jordan. Like they were just a tag team at the wrong time. They were a tag team when they put the unified tag teams, the tag team belts on the Usos instead of letting the Street Profits run with it for a year or something. That's my opinion on them. Street Profits had it for a hot minute before they unified the titles. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, they were, it wasn't they were a year, but I mean, they were champions. They held the belts, yeah, and they lost to Usos. Yeah. I think they lost <laughs> right to the Usos. Yeah, was that the unified title match? Well, the unified title match that I thought stole the show was at some off pay per view, probably after SummerSlam, where I was like, it, it was a spectacular. I would almost guess it would be. Street Profits and Usos for unifying the tag team titles. That that makes sense. That or the the New Day is one or the other. But Could have been the New Day, yeah. Yeah, but, I was going to yeah. say, let's just say for the sake of argument, it is the Street Profits. Okay, so we've already had their run. I mean, at this point, what more can they do except winning the unified tag team championships? 
here's here's my thing. If you're going to have John Cena completely destroy Austin oh, Theory, him beating Angelo Dawkins is not going to bring him back up. I, I I I'm still a little I'm still a little uh, put off by John Cena's. Uh, promo last week, but you know what I think it's time for. I think it's time we beat up John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you brought up that. What? Uh, never mind. AJ's hurt. That's why. That's why we haven't seen these j- three jokers around. AJ's broke his ankle. Okay. Like a great, great memory. Just that line is so good. <laughs> One, two, three. Beat up John Cena. Um, Dom and Ray have their. Uh, Ooh, excuse me, their uh, interaction in the ring. Obviously, uh, we led with that. Rey Mysterio is going to be the first induct. Well, he's the first announced inductee for the WWE Hall of Fame in 2023. Conan inducting him is a. It's interesting. I, I, I like the fact that he got what he wanted. Dominic, I'm sorry, Rey Mysterio has been around long enough. He's made enough memories to where. If he wants to call his shot for the person to announce him to get inducted to the Hall of Fame, he should get that, and that's cool. You know, maybe not a big fan, big fan of uh, Conan, but Don, oh, I'm sorry, Ray gets his wish on that. Dominic is on my mind, so let's just talk about him for thirty seconds. Once again, Dom keeps pushing this buttons. Ray keeps walking away. I thought this was the week that they were going to actually pull the trigger. And make the match obviously didn't happen. Lots of patience happening on the WWE main roster these days, which is something that you didn't used to see. I would assume that they would have pulled the trigger on this. Lots of patience happening with KO and Sami Zayn. Lots of patience happening with Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Okay, so what's it going to take for Rey Mysterio to finally say, you know what? We can have this match. I thought interrupting the Hall of Fame would be something that would be a catalyst we've gone through thanksgiving christmas whatever the case may be we ran a holiday season and nothing it's going to happen can i what's the catalyst can i propose something to you please to you both um so we're gonna get dom and ray mysterio and the wrestlemania backlash as i said last week is going to happen in the stadium at in puerto rico Hosted by Bad, Bad Bunny. Bunny. So that place could, pro- I mean, Bad Bunny would probably sell that place out even without Easily. the wrestling because uh, apparently he's a big deal. <laughs> I heard he could actually wrestle a little bit too. So Ray Mysterio going into the Hall of Fame. There's a couple questions I have here. Is this Ray's, because Ray could wrestle forever. I mean, the the, the mask keeps you ageless. He doesn't seem to be really suffering anywhere in terror. He's probably taking pretty good. That that's easy for me to say. Right. But I mean, is this like? Is he going to have like a mask versus hair match? At because I'm telling you, Ray versus Dom at WrestleMania is not going to be the end of it. There's no way they're not going to have Ray versus Dom at Puerto Rico. Also, now what I propose, and I don't know where her contract lies but you're at Wrestlemania Ray versus Dom Ray comes out and all of a sudden you're waiting for Dom and all of a sudden you hear excuse me <laughs> and then Vicky comes out with Dom I mean 
if Dom couldn't get any more heat, he could only get more heat with Vicky <laughs> doing this. Oh my lord! I don't know where her contract status is because we I haven't. Think, I think it was it, she is no longer with AEW. If I saw that correctly, yeah, I think she's done. Well, then if she doesn't come back for this in some shape. Former fashion, yeah. You're not doing your job. They're not. They're not doing their yeah, job. You got to kick. They you give her kick some the tires on this am, one. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Without question, you have to at least be like, "Hey, Vic, you know, so it's gonna be in Puerto I, Rico. What, we can what, fly you down." What I can see, and I'm usually wrong about these things, but what I can see is Ray going over to WrestleMania and then losing to Dom in Puerto Rico, or the opposite. Jason just shot me a look like I was insane. Well, no, I mean, damn, you know, for me, you, this is the one of the few times that you can have the heel go over. At Mania? At Mania. If you bring Vicky back at Mania, have her help no, Dom go over. I know that Ray... And then have Ray get it back at, in Puerto Rico. I know that Ray... I would fear for Dom is not Puerto, Puerto Rican. Rico. He is Mexican. I don't so give a I, fuck. I, I, I don't want to... I, I don't want to say... I don't want to equate Mexicans <laughs> with Puerto Ricans just because I'm white and I don't know the difference between the two. But I know that Bad Bunny and Ray get along. I'm just throwing it out there. What do you think, Zach? Um, I think that... The way it will go down, I think Conan's taking a bump at that Hall of Fame speech, and that's what's going to get Ray to actually agree to a match. Because no matter what Ray, no matter what Dominic Bad. does to Ray, it doesn't matter, and he's never going to be mad at him. But Conan is his godfather. Conan is on dialysis. He has like actual legitimate, like you know, he's got very bad health problems. Uh, I think he's taking a bump, and it's going to infuriate Ray. And that's going to actually catalyze the match. Um, so that's, that's that's what I'd be betting on. Wow, this okay. is another match that's happening at WrestleMania that's not solidified yet. No, but another one that makes it a very big deal. Yeah, Ray versus Dominic makes it a big deal. Dominic has done so much great work since he joined Judgment Day. I mean, kudos to him, kudos kudos to the booking, kudos to them steering into what makes people hate him. <laughs> I, I mean, really. I mean, really. It's And Vicky Guerrero being there oh, would be the, the cherry on top. Let, I mean, let me book the territory, God guys. Damn, Just get give this motherfucker the, the pencil. Please Jesus do. fucking okay. Christ. I mean, Lord. Right. I'm glad you guys are on board with that. <laughs> With this segment, yes, you have the total fucking pencil. That's ridiculous. Uh, Baron Corbin loses to Seth Rollins. No big deal. Um, Otis and Maximo Mel Miles. We talked about this before. Once again, feels like Otis is going to fly over to Maximo Mel Miles and give Chad Gable his run. Singles-wise, look, I'm, I'm all a Chad Gable fan. I'm just worried about what happens with him booking-wise singles. I don't want him to be the guy that has great matches and not go over at some point. Put him in the G1. <laughs> okay, then that's what I'm talking nah, about. Now, you, you would watch Chad Gable in the G1, Shit, right? Yeah, I would. Fucking hell. I'm about to say, that nigga's an Olympic wrestler. God. I mean, he'd be throwing G-Jokers around. We should have, like, a fantasy G1. Like, uh, who the 20 guys that you would just... Stop, stop, promotions stop, be, stop, promotions stop, be stop, damned. stop, stop, promotions <laughs> be damned, stop, stop, we can, we can talk about forbidden door in the two segments, um, 
two things real quick, and then we can be done with uh, with WWE. One, obviously, the women's segment with um, Chelsea Green and Bianca. I'm not, I don't even want to talk about the match. The fact that the post match is what I really want to talk about, <laughs> and you might want to save that for the post match. Okay, so. We've talked about a lot of great matches and a lot of matches we're looking forward to. And Asuka and Bianca still is one of those matches I'm looking forward to. But this build for it has been brutal. I mean, God damn. This was the week where you're dancing with. Okay, now I don't want to see dancing Asuka anymore. This is the time where we should be turning Asuka yeah, into. Yeah, but this one was a little bit more menacing, right? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. It, it, it felt like it was a little girl, not even a little girl, but somebody holding something that I want. I'm asking you politely to give it back to me, and you're still dancing with me. Instead of just asking you politely, now I need to yak you there's in your a, fucking there's face. There's a couple of weeks left, though. I mean, it's just building towards something. It, sh- it shouldn't be this. There, This is where you're being too cute. Okay? Let's start leaning into the Asta slash Kana character that has been teased a little bit, Listen. but hasn't been teased with Bianca Belair. Fine. As white males, let <laughs> Zach and I... Zach, you better stop Tell him. you why you're wrong. <laughs> Zach, do you have any thoughts on this? <laughs> Watch that bus. <laughs> I have thoughts on it. Um, I, have, I have thoughts on it. Go ahead. My, thought, my thoughts are uh, Bianca Belair uh, just surpassed... MVP's record for the longest reigning black champion in WWE history. MVP held the U.S. title for 356 days. And Bianca Belair just passed that. And I think that we should celebrate that. Uh, well, you know, hit the coming, button, off of, coming off of uh, Black History Month and this being Women's History Month. Well, then hit the button, I man. Just want everybody to applause, know. I just want everybody to know. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you want some applause? Please. Nice job, Bianca. Thank you. There's been a lot of conversation on Twitter this week about the definition of woke, and I just want nobody has said that the definition of woke is just a picture of my face. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything left that you guys want to talk about? KO and uh, Solo. Uh, I can't believe that didn't get a laugh out of Zach. <laughs> I can't believe He's that. He's on mute. It did. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. I have. Sometimes I have a hard time unmuting just to laugh. And then the spontaneity is ruined. KO and Solo with a uh, a really good street fight. Solo goes over. I thought that this is one of those times where KO losing isn't the end of the world. I think Solo Sokoa is is one of those guys you want to build up for the future after Roman Reigns, after Cody Rhodes, after a lot of guys go go away. Solo is going to be here for the next five to ten years in theory. You want to build him up right now. KO is going to be in the match for, for um, WrestleMania. So once again, this was more so of a fact that a, Solo Sokoa goes over, which in a match I didn't think he was going to go over, but B, more importantly, the road to WrestleMania has another check mark going over where now you have KO still being the last samurai. And I, that, that's why I call him on face or on Twitter. He, he's just falling on the sword. God bless him. Don't know nobody help me. I'm gonna keep falling my sword every week. And now that's the next question. What's the catalyst to where now he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm going to help 
Sammy take down the Usos at WrestleMania. Zach, what do you think? Man, um, I'm just waiting, and I'm just enjoying the ride. I have not really tried to figure out how it's going to happen. Yep. Um, I've oh, I'm just not, really oh, I'm been enjoying this. Oh, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm just. I really just haven't put any thought into it, which is interesting because usually I'm like, you know, we're fantasy booking. We're like, oh, how's this going to work? We've been doing it like all podcasts. Oh, no question, this, but I'm, I'm. I just. Yeah. For the like the two two extremes where I'm like, what's it going to take for like Dom and Ray? What's it going to take for you know the Usos and uh, Sami Zayn and KO? What's it going to take? You know, what's the tipping point to where now you actually have the match? That's what I want to see. I don't care. You know, the match itself is going to take care of itself. For me, it's more of a, the. I'm invested in both storylines, so now I just want to see where it goes next. I may have asked you guys this before. What is going to headline night one? Can it be this tag match? Is it going to be Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins? Is it going to be Rhea versus Charlotte? What is going to be the main event? I think they do the PC thing, and they put Charlotte and Rhea. Especially with especially mobs strikes again. <laughs> especially when you have <laughs> Roman on night two. I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Charlotte Rhea build, but I agree with Two Beer on this one. I think I do too. Um, I, I'll say this: no matter what happens, and I, I meant to say this earlier when we were talking about the main event for night two, uh, Roman versus Cody. No matter what happens. I don't expect it not to make sense. I expect it to make sense. And if it's even a little beguiling in the moment, I expect it to make sense. The first promo on Monday Night Raw. So I'm not really worried about that. I feel like we're in good hands when it comes to the Bloodline storyline. The second thing, as somebody who has been told by a therapist that they have a martyr complex, I completely... (laughs) I completely empathize with Kevin Owens, and I think that everything that he's done thus far has been completely normal. So, I mean, that's what you do. (laughs) I don't understand what the problem is. Let's get get to that two count. Two beer. What's the two count? I think, that was, I think that's the funniest thing I've heard. Of. <laughs> 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 oh, don't mind me, guys. Don't mind me. Tubir, you, your bar is very I'm much fine. highly I'm set. I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. Don't <laughs> worry about me. My therapist says I have a fucking martyr complex. You don't say. That's why I love KO so much. Motherfucker. Go ahead, Tubir. Don't worry about me, guys. Hey, Sammy, Cody, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just stay over there, guys. Every week I get my ass kicked. It's okay, guys. That's fine. You guys just keep no, doing your no, thing. No, no, Just keep doing your thing. Cody, I'm going to get you in the title match when you win the championship. What, you want me right? to pick you up from the airport? Oh, I'll pick you up from the airport. Sure, yeah. Okay, he's got to go. Stop. Go. Two count. Go. <laughs> All right. That's a, a hard one to follow. Um, not much to say about... Rampage, although you guys are to get a win, uh, but I I want him to beat somebody that's like more important than Preston's answer. Um, so. I thought the match was good. D- did you not like? I guess there's the first question. Did you not like the match? Oh, it wasn't that I didn't like the match. No, um, and Preston Vance is fine, but he is not seen as a star. I agree all. with. Oh, okay, uh, the, the second part, I agree with you, but I think a lot of that is 
contingent on the fact that Don Callis isn't on that radar just yet. And I think a part of that kind of happened on the end of Dynamite. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But I agree with you. You're, we're waiting for Takeshita's real big win. Right. You know, somebody that's like, oh, shit. You know, we see he's got the goods, but he just doesn't have that one big win yet. And I totally get it. This match was cool. I like the match. I don't even like Preston Vance that much. Hardly at all. But I like this match because he, you know, him and Takesha, you know, you know, big meaty men slapping meat. Totally cool with it. I totally agree with you on that. The second aspect of it, the original, I guess, better choice of words. We're just waiting for that big win. And I think a part of that is getting Don Callis away from the elite, shifting him over to Takeshita, and then you have something else going on. Because the elite are fine. They can can go without Don Callis if you want to. No big deal. In this scenario, I think Takeshita kind of needs Don Callis more than the elite needs Don Callis, if that makes sense. Yeah, either, you know, big thing and Don Callis goes with Takeshita to turn heel or Don Callis goes baby face with Takeshita, whatever. Or they bring him into the fold. Um, I think it's a, it's a win because, man, I like Don Callis. And I tell you what, I love Takeshita. So, no, you got uh, options with that. And, and I think that's always good to have options. You could have way worse mentors than all of those people. True story. Um, it's also a fun Action Andretti versus Daniel Guevara rematch. Mm. Um, but as far and you know, I, Rio was on the show in the main event. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about Rampage, though not a marquee show or anything. So well, moving no, but, on. No, Mark Briscoe announced um, the Reach for the Skyglider match for the uh, the. Let's just rewind it for 30 seconds. Comes out, announces he's going to relinquish the titles. Him and Tony Khan have an idea. They're going to make it a ladder match. Obviously, winner of the ladder match are the new ROH Tag Team Champions. They're going to announce, they call it the Reach for the Sky ladder match, which is something that uh, we kind of talked about. I was, I wanted this to, want this to be like a tournament moving forward. So the winner the winner of the tournament gets an automatic title match, kind of like um, New Japan Cup or whatever the case may be. What happened to the Crockett Cup? I guess I don't want to do the Crockett Cup. Well, that, the it's a different it. promotion, but it's, you get my point. It's also pretty apparent here that Briscoe is not finding another tag partner that they are giving. Nor he should. Nor he shouldn't. I'm sorry. Right. Of words. But, I mean, that was on the table. He is giving up the tag belts, and he announced the Lucha Brothers as the first uh, entrance into the Reach for the Sky Ladder match. They should win. I'll just say it right here. <laughs> like, Everybody go home. Lucha Brothers is going to be the ROH tag team. The other thing that I was going to say about Action Andretti versus Sammy Guevara is that it seems like the Action Andretti experiment might be um, put on pause here for a little bit. He's been in the, the game two years. I think he... We we can work it. Wait his time. I mean, I mean, since he beat Jericho, which a lot of times signals like a a huge jump board. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it looks like that's over for now, uh, which is fine. Yeah, he can come back. He's got that win over Jericho, which you can was, always. That's in your back pocket. Yep. So uh, okay, Zach, what happened on t- Dynamite? Uh, Dynamite. We opened with the. 
MJF rebar mitzvah, which fucking is loved it. Hilarious. Fucking yeah. loved it. Was, so, la- was laughing say, out loud. I, I will say, like, I love this segment. It was 100% like uh, the opening. It was, But it was really good. But it was 100% like the opening of most Raws, right? It was like 20 minutes of talking uh, with people like coming out, being interrupted by people's music. But this was fantastic for a variety of reasons. They do it so they, little that when yeah. when they do it, it strikes you as strange. Yeah, an outlier. But they absolutely did a good uh, job here all the four pillars in the ring, you actually have them standing next to the turnbuckle, so they look like four pillars holding up, uh, you know, AEW. And, um, you know, the four pillars thing, you know, harking all the way back to Kings Road and, like, all Japan. Um, you know, these guys are probably not that level because that's, that's a Mount Rushmore of dudes. But at the same time, um, these, this is the future, like we were saying, of, of AEW and their interactions were great. MJF, you know, started out being your typical MJF making out with like hot chicks on, on TV and talking about uh, <laughs> being a part of the only religion that matters and losing his virginity in the original part of Mitzvah. And uh, yeah, just absolutely good shit. Uh, interrupt. interrupt. And before anybody else can talk, Darby Allen interrupts. MJF ends up, I, last, I was like doing work uh, while I was watching this. And the next time I looked at the screen, MJF just had this in, a ridiculous furry hat on, which just killed me. And um, basically, they all please say, like, what do you guys want? And all three of them say the mic at the same time. A title match. Pretty clever, pretty cute. Big pop. But um, they take turns uh, doing promos. So you got Jack Perry doing his promo about wrestling on dark wrestling on elevation uh wrestling on rampage how mjf doesn't show up on any of those shows and never has not that he's just champion now but he just never has um which is pretty poignant and um basically saying everybody else has to bust their ass and he gets to do whatever he wants uh which is a legitimate gripe i think it didn't didn't sound too whiny um because mjf that's like his gig that's his gimmick uh you know Rivera, before MJF can retort, uh, he goes in. What does he have to say? Um, oh, he talks about like grinding living in on the car, working, yep. on, working on jobs. Uh, he got a little inside talking about being the bump guy for Jericho. Mm-hmm. A little. Uh, like, no, God, oh, inside. I was like, inside. damn. <laughs> I was like, <"Rrr?" laughs> You don't say. <laughs> I can see it, but damn, you just opened the door up a little bit. Let me step on in. Go ahead, Two Beer. But this was like almost like a babyface promo from mm-hmm. the old Sam Guevara. Yes, and um, until he decided so to, until he decided to say dumb Canadians. Yeah, it's like he forgot yeah. he was supposed <laughs> to be a heel, and then he's like, oh yeah, maybe even you dumb Canadians can understand. It's like oh, it's supposed to be a heel. No, I like that. I like the fact that he went right back to being a heel. I've told my story, and th- this is my story and my truth. But y'all still some dumb ass. Do you relate to that? And then a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Darby Allen had his story, which um, was dude, I tell you what, I 100 percent believe him whenever he said this. Like that dude's a weirdo, and it's not because he 
wears paint, he's goth. Like, I just fully think that Darby Allen would be like impossible to hang out with. Uh, you know, like I, I can't imagine he's any fun. But um, so anyway, he uh, talked about dropping out of school because he can't take constructive criticism about his shitty movie. He's like, I'd rather drop out of school than change anything about the first film that I ever made. Um, like, you're a real fucking hero, man. Like, Stop. real role model. Stop. Um, so, uh, anyway, he's uh, heating up. He did. He did get inside, and you know, talk. I did like that he was. Uh, really ribbon on the dude to like complain on Twitter and like whine and cry about uh, their contracts and like just felt like he was like really shooting on Dax Harwood and like Miro and like these dudes uh, pretty hard and I like that I thought that was pretty fun um, but uh, he's like you know what if you don't give me a title match I guess I'll just go on Twitter and complain about it but uh, go right. next uh, go next All right. good and uh, then so uh I'll get to the end. This is a long segment, so I'm not I'm not really belaboring twenty, it's like twenty minutes. And then uh NJS retort is um you know, he pulls off his sunglasses, he looks like shit, he's got Ooh. hematomas in his eyes. It's absolutely crazy, but he's like um <laughs> talking about he rips on Samuel Guevara for the guy, you know, is probably gonna propose to a new girl in seven months. Uh <laughs> says, you know, Jungle Boy's got Christian, Darby Allen has Sting, um Sammy has Jericho and MJF never had any daddy daycare situation. Oof. And he's the only pillar who's keeping holding the place up. Oof. And he's beat every single one of them in singles matches. Oof. And I was like, damn, I was like, this sounds like a baby <laughs> all face right, promo. All right, all right. Sit your ass down. <laughs> yeah. You just But stop. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, I'm also do a brawl. But I don't know. What did, you, what did you guys think about this? I thought it was excellent. No, so Bill goes first. Jason told me to go next. Yes. Uh, I have a lot of stuff to say about this segment. <laughs> this segment was extremely entertaining. Extremely. Like, I was standing up watching it. My wife was downstairs, and the baby Perfect. had to go to bed. The baby Perfect. skipped a nap yesterday. Oh, yeah, you out. And Aaron's like, take her to bed. And no I'm like, problem. So I don't have ca- I cut the cord, so I'm watching it live on the Fire Stick app, so I can't press pause. So I'm like, nah, like, I'll let the baby fucking, you know, she's going to be She's eating chalk and like fucking permanent markers and She'd shit. And I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. Uh, Put it in your nose. We'll be at an emergency center in like 30, 45 minutes. No I, I, I wrote down some things. So, first of all, in the current, and I don't know if anybody's going to get on Twitter and call me woke or anything, but in the current, you know, in the current climate, I know, but woke is the stupidest term that there could be. In the current climate of American culture, I got to say, MJF going out there with the yarmulke and calling it his rebar mitzvah and telling people that Judaism is the only religion that matters is ballsy as fuck, and I respect the shit out of it. It was really, (laughs) really, really funny and really entertaining. I loved it. So when uh, Jack when Jack Perry came out, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then when Sam McVeary came out, I go, oh, Darby Allen's coming out next. And to me, that's interesting because they've been called the four pillars of AEW for a while because they're the four homegrown guys. Um, they've been basically all of them have gotten a lot of, you know, MJF's gotten ton, but all of them have gotten a lot of screen time. A lot of love in their own little form or fashion. Since AEW started. Agreed. And so I knew Darby Allen was coming out next. The other thing I want to say is that my daughter has this water table that sits out on the deck that stands about eight 
inches tall, maybe 12 inches tall, you know, where she can play with stuff. And if they're the four pillars, they're the four pillars of that water table because they are all short. We Mm -hmm. represent Mm -hmm. the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild. You ain't shit, dog. Uh, I, I just had to get that joke out of there. <laughs> you ain't shit. I thought that Jungle Jack Perry's promo was good. Uh, talking about dark, talking about elevation, talking about how they do more work, talking about how MJF gets more. The The problem with that promo, though, I mean, not even kayfabe shoot style. The problem with that promo is that none of them can cut a promo like MJF. So the reason that he doesn't have to wrestle as much and the reason that he does that he gets more TV is because he's fucking good. Um, the problem with Sammy Guevara's promo, which I also liked. I liked all of these promos. I'm Agreed. just I'm nitpicking. No, no. I loved it all. But the problem with Sammy Guevara's promo is that it got way too shooty. Like, I thought that they, the rest of them were kind of skirting the line. A little bit. I don't like when you say the word job on television. Sorry, Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Sorry to, sorry to bring up, sorry to bring up inside, insider terms. I'll say he's, he's missing the, uh, the, 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 the I pro show. So I thought, I think uh, I think Eddie Kingston just scratched your name off the list before he put the lipstick on his lip. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is where you guys are going to be really surprised. I thought that Darby Allen's promo was spectacular. I loved it. I I loved it absolutely. I thought that he was fucking great. I yep. thought that that it's was a world. That was a tremendous babyface promo, and I think that whatever they do with these guys next, Darby Allen's going to be the one facing MJF for the belt, and Darby Allen's going to lose. But I think that Darby Allen's going to get the the next shot. Um, the other, you know thing, what I heard? Yeah. Go ahead. Darby is in retirement. Whoa! Say that. I heard Darby. I heard Darby is teasing retirement from wrestling. So like career versus title match. If he was doing that, I don't know. He's crazy enough. He's got. I don't know, he's probably got to go, like, uh, film himself crashing some cars or something. He's probably too busy for wrestling. I don't know. Did Zach um, and I switch bodies <laughs> on this On this <laughs> fucking, like, what is going on here? <laughs> hey, I was getting ready to say. Freaky Friday. It's not even that. It's like, you know, usually the breaking stories, the breaking news should be coming from our street journalists. William H. Vagy, dare I say, Billy the Kid. Now, all that being said, I agree with a lot of the things that you guys oh, said. Oh, sorry, I'm no jump I, in. I was almost done. Uh, the 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 Daddy Dare Daddy Daycare line <laughs> by MJF. <laughs> uh, oh, really, no. really rang hollow to me because. What? Oh my god! No, that rang hollow to me because MJF has been. Listen, it's wrestling. It doesn't matter if they're on your side or you're fighting them. Okay. He has been brought along by Jericho, by fucking CM Punk, by Brian Danielson. You talk about Daddy Daycare. Those guys those guys were all on the other guy's side. Okay. MJF has to fight all of them, which is is just the same thing in wrestling. It doesn't matter if you're on somebody's side in wrestling or fighting against them. The same way you learn, the same way. He's been in daddy daycare since he got here. Yeah. If you really think about it. If you it, by by proxy, I'll give you that. By proxy, what does it matter is what does it matter if Jungle Jack Perry is on Christian's 
team or in Christian's faction for six months, or if MJF has a feud with Jericho and they do a jazz dance thing for <laughs> like what does it matter? That's still Daddy Daycare. He's still getting taught by the best. So he was in Daddy Daycare the whole time. If you really want to peel it back and go shoot style, MJF has been taken care of even more than the rest of them because he's had to have matches against these guys and learn the whole way. There's no argument against that. There is no argument against that. The only, No, the only argument I, I would have against that is the fact that you had Christian... The way that I interpret it, and I totally get what you're saying, and I'm not saying that you're wrong. The way that I interpret it, Christian was paired with Jungle Boy. You had Darby paired with Sting. You had Sammy, Sammy with paired with Jericho. And this is for extended periods so of was time. MJF talking, for extended periods of time. Was MJF talking kayfabe or shoot? I'm going with kayfabe just for the simple okay. fact that it's because that would don't, that would be the only way that would make your point. Yeah, that would be the, the only, only way, way that would make sense. your no, that would make your point. Because the point is, if he's talking shoot, he's completely wrong because he spent tons of time with CM Punk, who is a big, who is a okay veteran. Not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying okay, for good. what we what for what we saw on screen. Okay, you guys heard it. Uh, I'm right. Let's get to that three count. <laughs> no, go ahead. go ahead. I'm fucking around. Go ahead. We were talking. Continue the. Uh... Yeah, yeah. This year, go, go, go. <laughs> so I say, you, okay. you're the one on the I, clock. Yeah. I love yeah, this I conversation. If, uh, anything else? Yeah, I didn't know if you guys had anything else about this. Yeah, moving on. Uh, we had a trios match with that club in full heel mode versus the pseudo dark order, which is. Uh, Adam Page and the Super Smash Bros. Uh, Stu Grayson is back and he was awesome. This was an awesome match. Uh, pretty much just highlighting the fact that they are the Black Little Combat Club are heels. And um, yeah, I mean, this thing absolutely ruled. Um, was it? Uh, how'd the finish go? Uh, so, Rear Naked Choke uh, by Moxley on uh, Graceland. So, uh, yeah. That was the the finish. What did you, I mean, also very funny tidbit. They then like the match, like with a brawl, like you know, chasing off the heels, and then forty five minutes to an hour later, they're shown still fighting in the back, which I thought was funny. That we're supposed to think that they were just continuously brawling for an hour. Anyway, I I can't say this enough. I've been waiting for John Moxley to be a heel for a long time and it looks like it's they're doing it the right way where they're doing it slowly but i am here for it i want to see (laughs) john moxley as a an actual heel not a heel that wears a gas mask. <laughs> I want to heelish. I I know, but I want to see John Moxley as an actual heel, and I want to see crowds boo him. So please, everybody that goes to AEW shows, boo the heels. Jason, what do you think about this? The the wheel or you to match versus uh, at least for me, 
I'll just preface it by this. The Wheel of You match versus Timothy Thatcher on ROH TV. If you didn't see it, it's a good match. But it kind of sets up where I'm going with moving forward. Will you to use the little fuckery? Granted, it was, you know, within the quote unquote within the rules of fuckery, but he used fuckery to beat Timothy Thatcher. So there was already like a little bit of a, a foundation for Blackpool Combat Club to flip. I already kind of said it to begin with. Will you to is, well, I shouldn't say that. Will Yuta is like the the swarmy one. Well, you that, know he's he's forged in combat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to uh, do your Will Yuta uh, impression as I, I talk along. So let's just do that. You do your Will impression, you know, and you I'll just talk. You want me to do the impression just so you can keep going? Yes, for sure. I'm forged in combat. So that guy is running around being the little wormy, sneaky motherfucker that you can't stand. Claudio feels like he's the enforcer. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the motherfucker that's like, okay, so like the week before, Claudio was like, you know, hey, hey, Hangman, be cool. And Hangman punched him. And then Claudio was like, man, fuck that. You can get these, you can get these ass motherfucking for lack of a better term. Boom. Uppercut. And everybody jumped on Hangman. Claudio, to me, is now the enforcer of Black Bull Combat Club, and obviously John Moxley is the leader. This match didn't give him the booze. At the end of Dynamite, that's when they really started to get booed. And I was like, okay, this might be blood and guts. I don't know. But ultimately, the... I think we're getting to where Tony Khan wants us to be, and Blackpool Combat Club is a heel faction. It has been so long since Moxley has been a heel that the a good heel. I feel like they're. I feel like they are doing it the right way. They're taking it slow by making him put people in submission moves after the bells rang and everything like that. You, you hold it as a heel. Baby faces what you know, are quick to let a submission go. What after we haven't seen yet is a John Moxley heel promo, which I am just waiting for because in John AEW, Moxley, in, in AEW, AEW, in AEW, and I am so excited for this because he he cuts such a great baby face promo, but it's. Always just, you know, it's right, right there, there. Right there. It's always, it's always <laughs> heelish. On your he ass. doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and if John Moxley starts turning against the crowd or however he's going to do it, he's a, he's one of the best that we have. You know, he's one of the best the pro wrestlers that, he, that we have. The fact that he has a crowd turning on him, non like Tanahashi, you know, non AEW. The AEW crowd is smarter than the WWE crowd. They will start booing him if they if they if they feel like they start should if they feel like they should boo him. You wrestling know what I mean? fans are wrestling fans. I mean they're we're all crazy. Uh, AEW fans are smarter. Uh what do you think about this, Zach? You know, I think you know what time it is? It's time to Boo down John Moxley. Boo. <laughs> Boo that motherfucker. Boo John Moxley. You heard it here first, guys. Yeah. Boo John Moxley. Bo- he wants Bo- to be booed. booed. It's not. Make the show better. If you go to the show, boo the motherfucker. Okay, what's next, Zach? 
he'll stop doing adorable, like, tweeting the adorable things that he sends, like the uh, the email with no subject and uh, just two words that says "wanna bang." <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw that. I saw it. <laughs> so good. Good they for him. Me. Anyway, good for him. Uh, yeah, good for him. Uh, we had uh, Jade Cargo. Well, we had a, a promo about Ricky Stark, uh, so they're going to feud, which we knew because he had mentioned him. But just a brief little thing. Uh, we had Jake Cargill defeat a jobber, uh, Canadian jobber, because that was the whole thing. Um, but uh, there was an open challenge for someone in Canada, so they had an independent gal come in. And uh, beat her in less than 30 seconds, but then Ty Valkyrie came out and uh, confronted Jade and then also beat up the jobber. <laughs> so it uh, looks like we're going to have Ty Valkyrie, which, you know, if you're going to have somebody title off, I think really should be Willow Nightingale, but maybe if you have Willow Nightingale do tomorrow late stuff instead and have that title, that's cool. Um, but uh, I think it wouldn't have been a bad moment for Ty Valkyrie to come out instead of doing the jobber thing and just have her beat Jade. Uh, I think Ty is a good enough wrestler. She presents herself like enough of a star. Like She feels like a star the same way Jade feels like a star. Like They're both really good at that. And they're both like big uh like, um, I don't know if that like, big women is going to come off like very badly, but you know what I mean. Like they're imposing women, big strong women. So uh, yeah, uh, what do you what do you guys think? Uh, do you think that uh, Tyra Valkyrie is going to take the belt off of Jay Cargill? Because I do. I'm asking you, Zach. Uh, I think that they just maybe didn't want to do it tonight, which is weird because they were in Canada. It would have been kind of a big moment uh would have added some um you know something to the show uh but uh you know maybe they want to save it i don't know but i, I think uh it's a strong possibility uh jason do you think that tyra valkyrie is going to take the tbs championship off of jade cargill oh wow um did you think should she did, is should this she a gotcha ask, question should she yes Will she? Probably not. Um, I think the the top of the card is still convoluted enough to where it just if if let's just say for the sake of argument, Taya wins. What does Jay do next? She uh, moves up into what? This little she fights she, Jamie Hader. You can't do that. Not right now. Why not? A, Jade is not ready for Jamie Hayter, um, just in ring. B, it doesn't even make sense. So Are you now, talking kayfabe or shoot? Um, it's just the number one for just them two in the ring, Jade versus Jamie Hayter. In shoot style, this will not work. Jade is not anywhere close to where Jamie Hayter is. Let's but, just get that off the table. But can Jamie Hayter... Get her Carrier? to a good match for an eight-minute match. We don't need. We don't want to see. I mean, Jay a, ma- in a match that I end up going outside and smoking a cigarette okay. during. Anyway, okay. there you go. We don't need an <laughs> eight-minute match. If you're going to move Jade up, you want to see her wrestle. Okay, so that's my point. I want to see Jade Cargill stand there. Okay. That's why I get a say. fucking poster. Outside of that, <laughs> then I don't know what we're doing with Jade. I mean, if she loses. Then she has to move up. But then if she moves up, then what is 
I mean, it's Jamie Hayter or bust. I'm not willing to look at Jade at this point. She needs more seasoning. But the problem is that we we've just fed her with sky blues and, you know, whoever the case may be. She's not good enough to wrestle tire Valkyrie and win without a little fuckery. So for me, it's like I, I love the fact that you bring tire Valkyrie in. But the problem is the whole division is fucked up. There's no direction. It's it could be good. It's just not directional. There's no. That, no, that, I'm gonna stand on it. I'm gonna stand on it. I I totally get your point. Uh, what was next, Jason or Zach? Uh, next we had Ricky Stark's promo, basically, uh, you know, going back at Juice Robinson. Um, his main point that he's irrelevant and Bullet Club was very 2015. Um. Then we had a hype video. Hold on. What did we think about them calling Wardlow ruthless aggression? Because that seemed to me to be pretty funny. As much as I hate QT <laughs> Marshall, that seemed to be pretty funny, right? It, was, it had its good and bad points. That was a good point. I, I mean, the he, thing about QT Marshall is that they can make fun of Wardlow for being like ruthless aggression WWE style. But QT Marshall is no wrestling style of any kind anywhere. He is a joke. I hate him. He's heat. He's cheap heat. It's easy to hate on QT Marshall, and I, I'm not mad at for that. I I hate him. The fact that we've always talked about Wardlow going to WWE, and he's like a WWE We haven't always guy. talked about that. You have. We haven't. Oh, okay, fine. I'll retract that statement. The Thank fact you. that I Thank will you. say that he's a WWE mouth. guy, and the fact that I'm surprised he's not there and he he hasn't been there beforehand, it's a little bit surprising. So, yes, hey, I will have no problem with them talking about Ruthless Grushin at that point. Hey, Zach, do you think anybody else at that author meeting that you're going to later on tonight uh, recorded a wrestling podcast before they came to it? Um, based on how many wrestling podcasts are in my social media feeds, I'd say about half the people there. <laughs> Not the answer I was expecting. <laughs> He's heating up. <laughs> That's not what I expected. I was like, we're the ones. Uh, that was a funny, the ones. funnier answer than I was expecting. <laughs> but uh, probably not. Not today. Uh, what's next? Uh, so we talked about the QT stuff. I thought that was funny. I like that they turned the, the shoot mm-hmm. situation into a into an angle that was that was fun. Um, and you know we didn't see we don't see like a whole lot. I like AEW has not traditionally done these like recorded situations, but they do them pretty good. Like I like the acclaimed rap. Uh, this like kind of was like TMZ, which is so right. douchey, right. and it's perfect for. Exactly, exactly. Nobody likes QT Marshall, so now lean into it. Like this motherfucker always says, TMZ is is so swarmy to begin with. So now, if you're going to put the two things together, I had it wasn't exactly what I would watch on a normal circumstance. But if you're going to throw it in on AEW Dynamite and you're making me watch it, I'll watch it. 
and it worked. It didn't make me like QT Marshall anymore. It didn't like me like uh, Hobbs anymore. And it made me, at least in kayfabe style, it made me feel sympathetic for Wargo for getting this shit broken by Aaron, Aaron Swallow or whatever the fuck his name is. Okay. Got it. So now you have to build. You have to fix Wargo. However it does, however you're going to do it, you got to fix Wargo because the ultimately, if you if Wargo wasn't in it, it wouldn't even be an issue. But Wargo was name was mentioned. Obviously, we talked about his car getting broken into. So now Wargo somehow, some way, in this whole scenario, has to be fixed for lack of a better word, because obviously he's been, at least in my mind, I'll speak for me, he's been broken for a hot minute. Fixed like, like neutered? <laughs> he's a better promo. He's a better promo than John Cena. Uh, what? What's? What? <laughs> Stop. I'll say, put your John Cena hate for the, on the, the shelf for 30 seconds, please. All right, what was next? Uh, Orton Cassidy defeated Jeff Jarrett in a pretty fun Title single title match. Oh yeah, from Jeff Jarrett in oh, twenty yeah. twenty three. Oh yeah, uh, there was a moment where me and everyone else in Canada thought that uh, Jeff Jarrett was winning. The thought it was over. Title. You mean when Jay Lethal <laughs> hit him with the Golden Globe? Oh yeah, that I was th- it. I thought it was over. I was like motherfucker, Jeff Jarrett. It's a Jeff Jarrett special. Golden Globe. It's a Jeff Jarrett special where he shoved as much <laughs> Memphis as he could. Wait, 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 stop. What'd you say, Zach? <laughs> I want to get this one on tape for good. I said the Paul Walter House or Golden Globe. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's on AEW television. He's on I Think You Should Leave. Oh, my God. He, anyway. he sh- Jeff Jarrett shoved as much Memphis into this 13-minute match as he possibly could. There was so much fuckery in this match. It was it was incredible. I loved it. I loved Jeff Jarrett putting his hands down his pants and doing the little Orange Cassidy thing where he's like kind of kicking him. Jeff it was Jarrett. almost like it was like a square dance type shit. Jeff Jarrett, what a treasure. No. Are we all the way back point. around on him? No. I've never bent on him to begin with. So... Uh, the thing about this match is that the crowd is so hot for Orange Cassidy, it's undeniable. Jason, can you agree with that? I will I will agree with that. Canada came out, showed their love, the whole shebang. Um, no, I, I refuse to. No, I refuse. I refuse to sit up here and not Canada on that one. Man, look. Jeff Jarrett came out and was talking about, you know, Bret Hart. You know, immediately you booed. So, I mean, in that scenario, you already, you know, if, if he no, wasn't. MJF did. No, I'm talking about in in this scenario, he did the sharpshooter in the match itself. I'm sorry, he didn't talk about it. He actually, Jeff and Jarrett actually, actually did the sharpshooter in the match. And that, to me, was like a shot on Canada. You know what I'm saying? Don't, look, I'll, and I've always said, and I will keep this consistent to this point it's not a knock against jeff jarrett he gets heat and i get it but i mean damn just in kayfabe how many fucking times do you lose and get a title shot subsequently thereafter it's been like four or five times don't get me wrong jeff jarrett played his role there when jay lethal hit uh 
Orange Cassidy with the Golden Globe. I was like, all right, that's it. I, was just, I, I literally was like, I started to walk away. And I was like, man, if this shit's going to be three, then let it be three, but I'm not going to watch it. Orange Cassidy, I guess my point is this, and I said it before and I'll say it now. He's quietly one of the most over wrestlers in AEW. He's quietly? Not, he's not, no, he's not Moxley. He's not um, MJF. He's a title holder with a mid with the he's in my opinion he's not. They he's were a, as loud for that match as they would have been for a Moxley match in that same exact like at a point you just hit ten, the crowd hits ten, and the crowd can't be any louder. He was as he's as over as you can get. And you know what? Jeff Jarrett had a lot to do with it. That was a great match. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell who Jeff Jarrett. It was Jarrett. a Memphis match, but, I mean, it's a great match. It was a huge fuckery match. Yeah, the biggest problem with that is with them being out in the the crowd for, like, five minutes. I mean, damn. If, if you're going to do that, then oh. just have it as a no-DQ match oh. and just be done with it. Oh, you don't like wrestling. Okay, okay. Whatever. Uh, Zach, what do you think of it? <laughs> Whatever. Come on, man. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> They're fighting for five right. minutes on the outside. Yeah, okay. He's kicking me out of his house. I'm sorry. I got to go. I got to go, guys. Uh, thank, you for your, thank you for your hospitality. Get the music, bitch. <laughs> Zach, what do you think of it? Uh Bill's right, Dave, and Kevin most Memphis into Canada since uh, Elvis played Vancouver in 1957. Uh, <laughs> you, you almost got Jason spitting into his bent. <laughs> you almost killed Jason with that. <laughs> He's walking away. He's walking away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had to go into the bathroom. He had to walk all the way across his apartment. Man, that's funny. Uh, I like his reaction more than I like my joke. Yeah, I know. Me too. Even, <laughs> me too. I thought, your joke, I thought your joke was just fine. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Uh, so we had the Acclaim Rap video that we talked about. And then we had... Um, as they're called, um, the LWO, which is not the Latinx World Order, it is the Ladies World Order, because it is uh, the NWO gimmick done WWE women in AEW. Uh, I'm not into it. So, uh, you know. I'm into the faction. Oh, okay. Sorry, go ahead. You're, you're kind of going in and out, so like sometimes I think you're done, okay. but that's okay. My bad. Um, just in a corner of my house drinking. Um, sure. I'll, I'll move out. Hiding <laughs> like all the married guys do. In there, brother. <laughs> but, uh, so I got to take a shit, fucking Bananas 99. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. So um, I I don't like it because on the promotion that they're in, and it's one thing if your promotion is super hot, like, when NWO was shitting on WCW and WCW was the hottest thing in wrestling and really it was the hottest thing in the history of wrestling, that's different. When you're shitting on the promotion that you're in and talking about how it's not as good as the other promotion that you were in, which is true because you're definitely number two and are way, way behind, I don't think that's a good look. I don't think that's a fun story. Zach, um, Zach Two Beer anyway, Zach has been way... 
consistent about this, though. He was bitching about this, not not bitching in the pejorative sense, but he was bitching about this either last week or two weeks ago that AEW talent shit on AEW, the promotion, too much. And it seems like that what the outcasts were doing. Jason, I'll ask you your opinion here in a second. My opinion is, when I heard they were called the outcasts, I didn't even think of Hall and Nash. See what, it immediately. What I thought of, and I tweeted it, I go, did Keith Lee name these people? Uh-uh. Because that's one of the worst. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's Man, God, naturally limitless, <laughs> swerving our glory, <laughs> the outcast. If I didn't know you, you were a little bit of a racist. E- e- if I didn't know you, you, know you were a smidgen racist. You know, what's, you know what's a better name for a faction <laughs> oh than that? Oh, my God. Buckle up. Honestly. Damage control. Damage control. Oh, that's horrible. That's no, horrible damage name. control is a good name for a faction because control is just all caps CTRL. That's a good name for a faction. This is a terrible name for a faction. The Outcasts? Fair. What fucking year is this? And I know that these these gals, these women that are in this faction were probably born. After Kurt Cobain died, so it might not seem as lame to them as it does to us. Maybe it seems throwback, but that's fucking lame. The Outcasts. It's it, it's out. It, it was obviously a throwback to the Outsiders. Obviously, NWO. I, I missed a lot of this shit, but no, I know the, sp- the spray paint check the out outcast outsiders check three three women three men. So check. are you saying it's an homage? It's a bad homage, but I mean, I. You I, think that they thought about that, though? You think they talked about that? They said that we're going to do the homage to the outsiders and we're going to be the outcast and use spray paint? Because I don't think that. If crossed. nobody brought it up, then, I mean, it's like one of the. It's probably the most famous, like, wrestling angle in history. I right. can't imagine them not recognizing the, the parallels. Um, Tony Khan. It would be baffling to me if they didn't. Tony well, Khan. Tony that's, that, that's even lamer. Tony Khan w- watches a shit ton of wrestling. And I would be stunned, stunned, if he if this wasn't some sort of throwback. Even before Ruby Soho got here, they were spray painting the losers with an L. What did the NWO do? The same fucking shit. Okay. They spray oh, it was brevity. They tried to fit three letters on every back. Right, exactly. Well, really like on, on Booker T, they up. tried using six letters. I'm not going to tell you guys the six letters they were, though. I'm <laughs> 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 not going to spoil it. I was going to say, two of them have a consonant, and it's the same consonant. <laughs> Uh, there was a there was a jeopardy there was a jeopardy category with one time that said uh, six letter double G words and I was like, Ooh. I, was like I didn't think of two. Oh my god! You know they knew. I saved the picture. I'll send it to you guys. Holy it's unbelievable. <laughs> yep, six letter double G words. I was like, oh, I got one. <laughs> Can we say this on air, Alex? Yes, no. I think there was a uh, I think there was a South Park episode where uh, the dad was on one of the dads was on Wheel of Fortune, and the the clue was uh, <laughs> was 
Nagger. Like, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> and it was every letter but the A. Uh, <laughs> and he had the death and he's sweating. Unbelievable. I'm dead. Oh, my God. What were we talking about? <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, we were talking about the outcasts. Right. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. Not a fan. I'll just say this. Ruby Soho is the only reason that I even watch this shit because once again, she uh, stands out. I would the- watch I would watch Tony Storm read the phone book. <laughs> I'd pay money to watch Tony Storm read the phone book. Sorry. Fair enough. She I'm, can, I'm high okay. now. If you want to do that, then she can hit me with the hip check. Okay, fair enough. All right, move along. I I'd pay money to listen to her read love letters that my mom wrote to my dad. Ooh, that is disgusting. That is like literally the grossest thing I've ever fucking heard. I can't believe he said it. <laughs> can we read Jesus this? Christ? Can we, can we proofread this shit before we just unbelievable? Start that shit part out, out on BFR. I mean, what the fuck? What <laughs> disgusting motherfucker! Okay. I know you'll, you'll, you'll cut it out in post. That was too uh, far. Yeah, we'll cut it out in post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Uh, we had House of Black. Oh, we do have fun, don't we? After 299 <laughs> episodes, still having fun. Man, I'm over here crying, dog. <laughs> Six-letter double G word. <laughs> I found it. I just showed it to Jason. I told you it was real. Six-letter double G words. Gulag. Uh, <laughs> Alex, I know I'm the first to ring in. Can I say this on national TV? <laughs> That's the first words out of my mouth. I know I got the right answer. I yelled a couple of them out of cars when I was 16. <laughs> Zach, go. go I was go. racist. <laughs> oh, my God. Run, run, run. run. Fish again. House I'm of Black, good now. Six, I'm good now, man, guys. Six I'm man, good now. Six man tag, I voted for Obama <laughs> twice. <laughs> six man tag. Would have voted for a third time. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, all right. House of Black, the elite. Oh, appreciation society. Not going to run down this match, but it was excellent. It was super cool to see Jericho and Kenny in Winnipeg in a big arena. Uh, they were, The crowd was super into it. Uh, very fun match, as you would expect. I mean, I was, I was really looking forward to this week's Dynamite because of this match mostly, and it absolutely delivered. And another pretty powerful performance from the House of Black, uh, even with these, you know, kind of mega stars, these like home, homegrown talents or, or home hometown talents rather. And um, yeah, uh, you know, that was the that was kind of the story. Not a big story it was just hey we're gonna throw these guys together because uh a they just beat the elite uh b were in winnipeg uh, but this was pretty phenomenal uh brody king ruled mm. this match again yes i don't know if like i said last week i'm not super familiar with him all right might have said this after revolution but i'm not super familiar with him i i Every time I watch, like a like when I actually sit down and pay attention to a match, which isn't all the time. <laughs> Every time I sit down and pay attention to a match, I'm like, this guy is a fucking star. He is massive. He looks cool. 
he looks like he'd be cool if you talk to him, right. if you were reasonable with him. Right. And I'm scared as fuck of him. And that's ultimately... Put, what, the, put this guy in the main event. I think ultimately uh, it, it's going that, to get there. It's just That's a knee-jerk reaction, but I mean... No, you we, have, re, we do this every week, guys. Gotta, you have RH now. great content. Yeah, you have RH now, so now you can... If you want to split him, splinter him off being Brody King, you can. I agree with everything you said. To me, Brody King was the MVP of this match, and that's... Shit, Jesus Christ. I mean... At least three or four Hall of Famers, one of the best tag teams, you know, in court, according to Zach, the greatest tag team of all time. And we're talking about Brody fucking King. That's how much he stood out to me in this match. I love the fact that you had House of they, Black being the. They featured him, though, too. Yeah, for sure. But House of Black was featured as an overall team. Mm-mm. For me. Towards the end, it was. Yeah. And that's. And I think that's more so to the House of Black's credit. If these other two factions, the elite and uh, Jericho Appreciation Society, they're over. House of Black is, and I talked about it last year. They were the one of the more underappreciated, underutilized, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. They've been waiting for their turn for and pa- now, very patiently. And now it's their turn. I love the fact that they were at least the centerpiece before the match and then during the match. Treating them like the champs. Exactly. Uh, Zach, I have three questions for you. Mm -mm. The first one being, well, I forgot the other two. (laughs) The main one being, do you think it's weird that there's a guy named Buddy in a faction called the House of Black? Go. (laughs) Uh, Is is not very uh, threatening. It's not House of Blackish. But shit, I would go I with Alistair. I see Buddy coming along. Shit, I'm, I'm not fucking with that. They should call him Alistair Murphy. That would be so funny. <laughs> Jesus, that'd be pretty funny, actually. I agree with Tubier on this one. The fact that you had the Winnipeg Boys separated for a little bit and then coming at the end—that was good, and it, it really. Like I said, a lot of these guys are over. The fact that you had House of Black retained, and it's a, it's the one of the three factions that's not truly over. We are perfect. We're stealing Zach's time. Zach, after this match, do you feel? Do you still feel like the Young Bucks are the best tag team of all time? This didn't uh, cause me to doubt anything. Uh, Nick Jackson did that. That it's all about moves. But like Nick Jackson does that crazy like jump up, rope walk, arm drag, hurricane rana spot. Um, very fun. Do you guys do you guys know who Mark Marin is? Uh, the actor, comedian. Uh, he does the podcast WTF with Mark Marin. So yes. his, his producer on the podcast, it's he he basically like he was one of the very first podcasters, and it's this huge deal. So his producer is my age, and. He's like, I'm going to, because Mark Maron was on that show Glow forever. And he's like, really? Yeah. And okay. so his producer was like, I'm going to take, I think you'll actually like wrestling. Like he's had Sam Punk on the show. He's had Cole Cabana on the show. He said Chavo on the show because Chavo was the wrestling supervisor right, right, on right. Glow. But he's had them all in his podcast. And so his producer was like, 
I'm going to take you to an AEW show. We'll bring a mic backstage and we'll do interviews with all these guys, right? So he does an interview with MJF. He does an interview with uh, Eddie Kingston. Does an interview with uh, Tony Khan. One of the referees whose name I can't remember and Chris Jericho. And so, and he goes to the dynamite that night. And what he says is, I forget which dynamite it was, but it was a good one. They're all pretty good. But what he says is, he goes, I can't believe that these guys don't have everything planned before the match. And this is a long way to get to. In that match last night, when the Young Bucks did like four super kicks in a row, it was like, do they have this planned? And how are all these guys this good at doing it? And that match was a master class. Like, that is as good as a triple threat trios match can be. That's as well choreographed as it can be. A little the fumble o- at the end, but... The, well, the only fumble at the end is because Buddy Matthews and Brody King both tried to, pin the same guy. tried to pin the same guy. Outside of that... <laughs> no, everything I, I, that you said, I know. I, totally I know that I know that was a huge diatribe, but my point is, is that these guys are incredible. Zach, do you disagree? Oh, they're amazing. I think about that all the time, um, especially in those ladder matches where there's like so many spots to remember, and you got to have like timing right, and you you got to make sure that you're laying down for, like, just enough time on the outside, but, like, still selling and not, like, looking at up the to right, see, like, when it's your right turn. At the right place. Like, some of these guys yeah. don't even look down before they do a shooting star. Like, how do they know they're not going to need that guy in the jaw? That's how good it's, the guy taking amazing. the bump is. Exactly. It's, it's And then the bad part about it is we're always like, you know, oh, this is the wrestle of the year and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it it's always takes a second guy. To to dance with the, with the John Moxley or a Will Ospreay or Okada or whatever the case so, may be. I recommend listening to this Mark Marin episode. But at the end of it, he just comes to the conclusion. He's like, "This is the fucking circus," and you don't watch acrobats at the circus be like, "Those guys don't have any talent." <laughs> you watch acrobats at the circus, and you're like, "How the fuck do those guys do that?" And that's what wrestling is. And I thought that was a really good outsider's like open minded perspective. MJF. Look like he got beat down in the ghetto <laughs> by four or five guys, and it was just one guy. I loved the the way that they choreographed Jericho and Omega being in the ring at the same time, and then them getting jumped by House of Black. Yeah, and the crowd was crestfallen when House of Black went over. Of course, that's how they should be. Of course, fuck them. <laughs> say, you should win sometimes, and the heels. Should- the heels needed to win in this scenario. At least for me, it makes House of Black more credible as we go forward. And that's all I've ever asked. Is there anything else we want to say about this trios match? Am I going too fast? Is there more to say about this trios match? Uh, it's on my match of the year tag team match of the year list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's I think put it's, it on there. Uh, th- uh, for me, it's good enough to where... Zach, do you think that's good right enough place, to win? Right time. Do you think... Oh, this was the other question I was going to ask, and I'll ask Zach first, because he doesn't get to talk, because you and I are in the same room. Um, do you feel like the emphasis on the trio's titles is hurting the tag titles too much? Because it does seem like the trio's titles have a little bit more prestige right now. 
I think it's a little bit of a perfect storm of trios matches being more interesting. Um, the trios uh, environment having bigger stars and, and better teams and uh, the guns having the tag team titles. I think it's kind of like a perfect storm and I will agree and say yes for all of those reasons. Man, he's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, I agree with him 100%. He, well, uh, okay, I'm just going to push back a little bit. Well, because you get the best of both worlds. You okay, get the stories okay. told and you get the insane matches. Okay, but I mean, it's... The, Is that what you were saying, Zach? Pretty much. The tag titles have been here since day one. So, I mean, I, I kind of have a, a problem with... I get what you're saying and I get what... I get what both sides are saying, but then that's a to me that sounds like an indictment on the tag team division. We've there been here is. since Dame One and you've had all these great tag teams. No. So if you just add one more person so that makes it better. There, this is an indictment on the tag team, the AEW tag team division, yes. because the guns have the belts. And they are the- they are they are fucking indie guys. That is that is not they should be making money in in VFW halls. They should not be making money on uh, actual television that I don't pay to watch. Wow. That I pirate. Well, I mean, we all pirate some shit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they don't give a fuck what I think. No, they don't pay not for at shit. All. No, they're going to get theirs regardless. Jason's like, you want a free ticket to AEW? I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think I get just as much out of it watching it at home. <laughs> I'll just, no, I just kind of fall asleep listening yeah, to right. Right, reading my uh, Hitler book. Yeah, right. <laughs> you ain't shit. 1924, the year that made Hitler. And I'll say, make sure you park in the back next to So interesting. Come out here um I, I don't think it's a knock against the guns are a knock against the tag team division i think the way they booked it is a knock against the tag team division you've had all these great tag teams and the tag teams haven't the titles don't feel important unless ftr has them or the bucks has them. Ooh, no That's the just, acclaimed had them and it felt like a big deal who's got them now the guns <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. You, get out of my house. <laughs> Cats, walk this motherfucker out. He's leaving. <laughs> All right. Anything else about uh, AEW Dynamite? All right. Let's get that three count. Yeah, see? That's what you get being cute. That's what, that's get what for you being get. Cute. Oh, let's get to that three count. All right, so the three count is, and I know Zach didn't watch it, but it was Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shota Umino in the main event at the March 15th New Japan Cup. It wasn't the, it, it was the, they're in the Wait, round of 16. Should, yeah. this be, should this be the three count or should it be the submission finish? It's called the submission finish. There we go. I well, I didn't watch it, so no spoilers. I, no, and I mean, I don't have the spoilers. I just assumed since it was a DFJ match. Wait, so am I not allowed to tell you who won? No, you can't. No, I, that's why I said I didn't mean no spoilers. It was just that I don't have the spoiler. It was but, um, it was 28 minutes. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shota Umino. Shota Umino wins with the Death Rider in a 1-2-3 over Zack Sabre Jr., 
Zack Sabre Jr. shows Shota Umino respect on his way out, shakes his hand, said, you got this one? I thought that this match, I texted both of you guys, I said this match is five stars. Jason, we haven't talked about it yet. No, I just watched it. How many stars would you give it? God damn, dude. I don't want to watch it a second Did time. Did I overrate it? I th- uh, for uh, for about the first 15 minutes, I thought you did. But then the last 10 really kicked in like New Japan always does. Yep. Um, just like tied for the best 10 minutes of wrestling you've ever seen. This is I'm just I'm just going with New Japan as matches I saw for New Japan. This is one of the best matches I saw in, in the New Japan Cup. The first couple of matches off the jump were really, really good, and I thought they were the two best matches I've seen. Uh, Mark Davis, Will Ospreay. Obviously, Will Ospreay takes the uh, the win, but he's, he's out of the cup, but that's another story for another time. Well, I thought that was I, really good. Does Zach know this? Zach, do you know that Will Ospreay is no. out of the cup with an injury? Hell no. Yeah. I actually know all the – I mean, I know – I look at the results and stuff. Oh, okay, I, uh, shit. I just, haven't watched, I just haven't watched the thing. Yeah, I heard uh, he took a bump. Uh, uh, underneath the the mat, uh, so he couldn't see where Mark Davis, who's a big man, was going to jump on him. And so then he ended up. And that seems very for such a smart guy, wrestling wise. It seems like a very silly bump to take. Um, I don't know. Is that me being just a fat neck beard telling Will Osprey how to do his job? Man, I can't <laughs> believe like, oh, I can't believe Ruby Soho called me a fucking neck beard. <laughs> God, I'm so fucking mad about that. Talking about you, motherfuckers over there. So mad about that. <laughs> um, I got so mad I had to bury him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna Everybody start. I'm gonna to. start talking like one of those incel Andrew Tate motherfuckers. <laughs> How many eggs do you have left, Ruby Soho? Oh, Jesus. Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> that's what they say. Really? Yeah, they, yeah they're, they're like, they're like you nothing to me if you don't have any eggs. All that women are just birthing bodies. Okay, so. Oh, uh, you got to check this shit out. It's no, wild. No, I really don't. It is wild. No, I really don't. I think it looks like Andrew Tate. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's like, I'm still trying to get over this hit of weed. You over here making me laugh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, that's all I have for the. You guys are making me jealous. <laughs> there's, there's really not much more to talk about uh, this week, unless you had something more to talk about with New Japan. Jason, you're done. We'll do this on the Phoenix Splash podcast. We're good. Uh, who do you think? Uh, who do you think is going to be the final? We won't be able to talk about it much next week. Uh, she's Louise. Um, I think it's going to be the winner of the Sonata Naito match. It yeah, it's going to be the finals. It's in, in Sonata's hometown. I don't even think I'm. I don't think I'll be able to say this out loud. I think Sonata's going to be Naito tomorrow morning. Nah, I'm going to say, uh, and Sonata goes to the finals. I'm saying Naito versus Finley. That's what I think too. Jesus fucking Christ. How many times did Naito got to put somebody over? Shit. Can Sonata not put Finley over? Oh, here's the other thing I was going to ask you. Like, are you okay with Shota Umino just stealing Naito's total shit? Oh, no. He's taking uh, Tanahashi shit, too. He's baby Tanahashi. Don't don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Are you, are you, are you saying my shit's twisted? Look at these two jokers right next to each other. The hair, the gear. That's Tanahashi. 
the in ring, that's Naito. Don't get it twisted. Please don't get it twisted. I I get what you're saying, but it's not it's Phil, not just Phil, one. Phil, yeah. Please yeah. don't get it twisted. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm trying not to get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Zach. <laughs> Let's say I'm a little bit buzz. All right, let me leave. That's in my own house for Christ's sake. That's gonna do for a three count. No odds and ends tonight. I think we covered everything. Uh, we got some birthdays this week. Samoa Joe is 44. Test Party champ. All right, CV champion. I'm sorry. Test. R.I.P. 40 would have been 48. Rick DeMala Martell is 67. I'm, what'd you say? Wouldn't test with Stacey, Stacey Keebler before Clooney? Like, Clooney was, like, her rebound. Imagine, like, imagine you break up with, like, super hot Stacey Keebler and she started dating George Clooney. That's probably why he died. No, that wasn't Tess. Oh, see, you ain't shit. Test was with Stephanie. And Triple H stole her. I wonder if they K-Fake have, like... Or IOL. No, shoot. Like, I wonder if they, like, have a glass of champagne over his... See, that, see, yeah, that's enough. Uh, Rick DeMala Martell, <laughs> it would have been 67, RIP. EC3 is 40. I know people have a lot of fun with EC3 these days because of control your narrative. Uh, but I, I, I wish the best for the guy, though. Like, I don't, I don't want him to not make a living. He's still in NWA. It's not like he's dead or anything. I mean, damn. Well, that's close. Uh, uh, wow. Matt, Matt, uh, Matt Seidel is also 40. And I swear to God, I saw a 60-year-old Matt Seidel today putting air in his tires at the uh, at the uh, quick trip. Shit, no, the Salisbury uh, the Salisbury gas station. Uh, AJ Lee is 36. Mm. Whoa, mm. take it easy, hey, look, look, it's at my house. I can do what I want. Sting is 64. I thought he was older. I'm like. <laughs> You still walking out to the ring? He moves slow <laughs> as fuck. Okay, he's jumping uh, off Homicide is 46. We just saw him in the Japan match, and Matt Taven is 38. Give hey, everybody, this respect. was episode two. Rabbit Fever, middle of the night. 2.99. So next week, we might have some special stuff for you. <laughs> but until that time, for F&B Eatery, for Check. Soul Taco, Check. for <laughs> JD Twigs, for... <laughs> for Murray the Man Murray, for Jack. Pat the Patriot, Pat, for Joey O'Farrell, for Vice, Jack. for Sam the Mauler Mall, for <laughs> Lou Gehrig's in the house, or whatever you used to say, Wally Pip, uh, for Zach Coleman, for Jason Cornelius Bell, I'm Bill Vig, and everybody boo the heels. Boo.